Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to The Frontline with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Resinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go in to the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Please be sure to download the Veritas Catholic Radio Network mobile app so that you could have access to all of our station's content and wherever you are. So you can have uh, Bishop Frank, um, you know, Liv Harrison and the whole lineup uh, and the EWTN programming at Veritas Catholic Radio Network. Um, and also, if you don't mind, follow Joe and I on social media, Frontline TV on YouTube. The Frontline TV on YouTube is primarily where you could find us there. Like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And I always mention that if you'd like to give feedback uh, to Veritas Catholic Radio Network, you could go on the website, veritascatholic.com, veritascatholic.com. We'd appreciate uh, any feedback, positive, negative, or anywhere in between. So we thank you for that. And today we are very pleased and honored to be joined by Dr. Timothy Locke. And we are going to be discussing his new book, Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. Now, many of you out there know Dr. Locke. Uh, having said that, I'm going to give a brief bio. Dr. Timothy Locke is a father, husband, Franciscan tertiary, and licensed psychologist. He, uh, Dr. Locke is the director of psychological services at St. Joseph Seminary, Dunwoody, of the Archdiocese of New York, and he's the founder and director of the Goretti Center for Healing and Forgiveness, where he's been treating clients since 2001. Uh, Dr. Locke specializes in the treatment of those who have experienced trauma, those who suffer from anxiety disorders, and those who struggle with sexual issues. He is also he has also lectured nationally and internationally to seminarians, clergy, mental health practitioners, and the general public. Dr. Timothy G. Locke, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe. Hey, it is great to be here, guys. Thank you so much for your great work. Thank you so much, and it's great to have you, Dr. Locke. All right. We're trying our best, Doc. We're trying our best. <laughs> We're all That's all we can do. That's all we can do, right? Yeah. Well, uh, let's start with the prayer. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it known that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, before you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother, the word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency, hear and answer us, amen. In the name yeah. of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. When we got this interview, I'll be honest with you, Doc, I was very excited because I think forgiveness is is so healthy, but it's so hard. And I think the avenue that we're going to take it is the missing element for a lot of society. And that's grace, clearly, mm -hmm. because I do think that there are some things that, frankly, it's not within our strength or power to forgive some horrible things. And you need God. That's the missing piece. But before we get into all that, what does it mean to forgive? Now, I'm not talking about the Oprah Winfrey book club version of forgiveness. <laughs> I'm talking about the real deal. You're a doctor. Yeah. What does it mean to forgive? Yeah, I mean, pretty much whenever this question comes up, we talk about what forgiveness is not, because there's so many misconceptions out there. So it's not saying something never happened, like the offense never happened, the wound never happened. It's not letting someone off the hook, oh, no worries, like, whatever. Um, it's not like, just get over it. Uh, you got to just forgive and forget, forgive and forget. Um, it's uh, not like uh, shrugging my shoulders, like, I guess, you know, I don't want to kill the guy anymore, so I guess I forgive him. I don't know. <laughs> that's um, a Jersey forgiveness, Doc. Yeah, yeah. So I'm from Jersey. <laughs> I love it. So you know, you're, you're, you're not the deal. Yeah. I, know I, for, I forgive you. I, that, that means I'm not going to kill you. All right. And it's all forgiveness means I'm not going to kill you. They still hate your guts, but I'm not going to kill you. Sorry, Doc. Go ahead. That's it. That's it. You got it. Yeah. So, so forgiveness 
is a choice. And obviously the, the title of our book, uh, Choosing Forgiveness. Um, so Father Tom Berg and I uh, wrote this together. Father Tom Berg is a professor of moral theology here at St. Joseph Seminary. And I'm the director of psychological services. And we've had a lot of conversations um, about um, you know, issues that, that people are facing today. Um, Father uh, Berg is very kind of down to earth and he hears a lot of confessions, and he likes to talk about, you know, what's what's going on out there, and 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 what are what are things that we can do as we and as we train the the seminarians to be happy, healthy, holy priests. How do we empower them to, you know, unleash the power of God's grace? And so the the topic of forgiveness came up. We had a lot of great conversations, and um, and he kind of balances out the kind of psychobabble that I throw in there, you know, like, because he's got the good theology and um, kind of takes uh, what psychology says and is kind of able to embed it into a kind of a theological framework, which is really beautiful and, and great. And, the, and, you know, Catholic folks love that. This book is written for Catholics. It's, it's written to um, try to really help people um, like you were saying, kind of get in the nitty gritty of this thing. So forgiveness is a choice and it's a choice from the very core of our being, our reason, our will, and our emotions all together responding in grace. Forgiveness with that choice, it's, it's a choice to let go. And, and, and this is where the, the rubber starts to hit the road because it's, it's, um, it starts, you know, when you start thinking about how this applies in real life situations, it's like, oh boy, this is, but it's letting go of the demand that the offender validate me. We let go of the demand of the offender to even acknowledge the harm they've done. We, we release them from that, from that need to validate me. So that's, that's a very, very intense sort of thing, because in our nature, we don't want to do that. We, we want them to take responsibility, and that's a healthy thing. But um, when we experience being hurt by another, um, you know, there are times when someone will come and apologize to us, but there are plenty of times when they won't, and the, and the person uh, may not want to, may not know how to, or you know, like our, our Lord said from the cross, Father, forgive them. They, they don't know what they do. Um, so we, we, we let go of that and we seek to receive validation kind of in a more interior, a more intimate way by deeply experiencing our own true God-given dignity and worth. And, and through ex that experience of our identity as a beloved daughter, a beloved son of the Father, in Christ Jesus, that's how we're really able to do that. And then it gets ramped up even more because we give this gift of forgiveness. And when we're, we're able to, you know, really deeply engage this, we're able to say, I will that the perpetrator be free, be free of giving me anything. I, I let go of any resentment, any urge to seek revenge. And, and I give up that, that right to an apology. Um, and we choose that because we have a merciful heart. We, we, do, we choose that, we give that gift because we desire what's best for that person who hurt us. We, we desire his or her ultimate good. And this is all like a paradox. Like it just, it contradicts itself almost because like it's, it, you know, we've been hurt and we deserve an apology, but we're not getting it. And so we, we release them of it. Um, but it's, it's through this process um, that we become free. And that's, that's a, a very intense experience um, for, for us, is, is being able to live in that freedom. So I just threw a lot out, of, out there at you. So let's, well, let's I, I, I was going to say, you know, Dr. Tim Locke joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, the book is Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. I, 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 I got a million thoughts going through my head, but let me ask you this, first yeah. of all. So then forgiveness then is something that occurs in stages, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, That's right. That's exactly right. So, so um, you know, we, we think about... Um, 
forgiveness as kind of like an artist. Like an artist is never finished with their art, their work of art. They're kind of always refining it, always kind of making it more and more beautiful. And, and likewise, as we kind of journey through the forgiveness process, we kind of get deeper and deeper into it. Um, in the book, we, we draw on some research from Dr. Bob Enright. Dr. Enright's a, a Catholic psychologist working at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, so it's a totally secular academic setting. But he, he, and he's approached forgiveness really, he actually doesn't bring spirituality, spirituality into it too much because he wanted to make it available to the masses. He wanted to really understand kind of on the natural realm, what's going on with forgiveness. And he identified these four steps. Um, the four steps are uncovering, deciding, proclaiming, and deepening. So uncovering, uncovering, what it is we're forgiving, what, how were we hurt? And this is something we often try to not think too much about because when you start thinking about someone who's hurt you and you start thinking of, uh, you know, kind of in what way and, and you know, often there's, there's things that, that hit us and it's, it's one event, but it kind of, uh, it, 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 kind of uh, it hurts us on different levels. But anyway, so in that uncovering step, we try to explain that. Next is deciding, I love this one. Um, because I, I tell my clients, all right, take off your Catholic hat for a second. And I want to ask you just a real, just shoot from the hip sort of question. Do you want to forgive them? Do you want to? And you know, especially the guys from Jersey, they say, hell no. Excuse my French. Heck no. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to forgive them. No, I'm the doc, doc, the lock. I don't mean to get over, but just to interject, I, I, I and personally, I don't mind saying here at the front line with Joe and Joe, I experienced that myself. And, and it's not in, a, and we're going to talk about it. I know Joe wants to talk about, you know, men, men in particular mm, and forgiveness. Mm. I experienced the same thing. It's like, you know, well, go ahead, go ahead. We'll yeah, talk about it yes. more. We'll, we'll hash it out more. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this decision is, is really crucial because, you know, put the Catholic hat back on. Like, I don't, we have to, you know, it's like, ah, oh, guess I you know, forgive us our trespasses as we, <laughs> we forgive those out who trespass against us. And uh, so we're kind of doomed. Like, like we have to, like, and so that's why I, love I like, it. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, so that's why I say, like, take off the Catholic hat and let's just be real for a second. We don't want to, um, we can get so caught up in our Catholic world of kind of like doing quote unquote the right thing. But, but we can also like kind of act more like we're angels and not people, you know? And like people have real feelings and, and those run deep and we got to really engage that. So the decision. So yeah, so sometimes people will spend a lot of time in decision and sometimes they'll, they'll, the decision is, no, I, I don't want to forgive the person and that's that. And you know what, that's okay. And this is where Father, Father Berg being involved as a moral theologian, I, you know, because I've sometimes wondered like, hmm, is this really okay? Like, you know, is it okay to say, okay, you've decided you're not gonna forgive them? And, and here's the kind of light that he, he shined on this whole process. Um, we, we use the, the analogy of an umbrella. It's kind of like, we, we wanna be under this kind of forgiveness umbrella. Like, Step aside from any experience where you've been hurt, you know, and you th and you think like, is like forgiveness a good thing? I think we all say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a good thing? Is did our Lord have any thoughts about it? Yeah, yeah. He was really into it, really into it, really thought it was a good thing. Okay, all right. So it's a, so our Lord thought it was a good thing. We kind of think it's a good thing. So it's a good thing. So so it's something we want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all want to do it. All right, good. So so are are we are we willing to try to to work towards that? And you know, no, uh, yeah. Okay, okay, I'm willing to work. So, so it's kind of like we put up the umbrella. Okay, we're under the umbrella of forgiveness. Now, um, under that, we're, we're, we are working towards it, even though we might have a very heartfelt sense of like, heck no, I'm not forgiving this fellow. Um, we're, we're, we're wrestling with that. We're engaged with it. We're, we're not leaving it. We're, we're actually, we're staying with it. And, and even if we put that person aside for a little bit, and we say, look, uh, Jesus, uh, maybe you could forgive this person, but I can't. And I don't know how this works, but you got to just help me with this somehow. And that's where I'm going to leave it today. Amen. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to hand it back over to Joe, Dr. Locke. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I guess, I guess that's the, um, that's, that's the challenge then, because I, I think anybody, anybody who, who is, is moral in any way has to say to themselves, regardless of how begrudgingly they might go about it, they realize that forgiveness is going to be the best route. That when you, yeah. if you refuse to, yeah. again, this is just a layman's thought on this, yeah. okay? If you refuse to, you, leaving aside the other person, you will be carrying that around in your heart, that bitterness, that hatred, that resentment, and, and all of it. But again, we've got a lot to get to. I just wanted to throw that out there. But Timothy Locke is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Rosanello, we're in the breach. When, when you're talking about choosing forgiveness, unleash the power of God's grace. Uh, yeah, you're in the breach. Joe Rosanello. Well, clearly, I mean, you know, if you step on someone's toe in the bus, it's easy to forgive somebody, you know. Yeah. But we're talking about some serious stuff. I mean, life has serious hurts. I mean, uh, degradation, exploitation, abandonment, rejection, humiliation, racism, bullying. I mean, I can go on deep, deep. And you know, I walk around New York. I work in New York City. You see so many hurt people. Mm. I see it in their face. Yeah. I do. I, yeah. I, there are so many, and then they act out on those hurts. Mm -hmm. That's society. Most people are acting out on a hurt. It's a hurt that basically it's like a cancer rotting inside of them. And you said something before, and I want you to explore it. I can't forgive the person, but you can, God. You see, God can do anything. Mm -hmm. You see, people have to start thinking like that. God can do anything because he has he yeah. he raised the man from the dead his son that's that's mm. is about as anything as it gets he could help you to forgive you know i've never been in one of those situations where it's been so bad that but what what, what would you say of just sitting in front of adoration and being like god help me help me oh, to forgive. yeah what do you oh, what do you say as you know as a medical professional <laughs> i say that's my professional opinion do it yeah, that's it's absolutely that's is um, that's what I recommend people do, especially, you know, you know, some people you're right. And, and even, you know, it's, it's fascinating, uh, even sometimes really significant wounds, you know, abuse and stuff like that. Sometimes people are ready to forgive. And, you know, I, I guess through the course of their life, they've probably worked through things here or there. But but when they they get to talking to me, sometimes they're ready. You know, many times they're not, but sometimes they're ready. But so if they're not. Yeah, I, I absolutely encourage, um, you know, kind of turning it over to God, going to adoration and, and kind of leaving it at that. And, and um, what, what I find is that it's kind of on the back burner, kind of on a slow simmer. And when people do, uh, you know, sit in church and pray, when they do, uh, you know, kind of look outside and see it's a beautiful day and they, they think of the Lord or this sort of thing, or they're praying the rosary or whatever they're doing, uh, it comes up. It comes up maybe, um, well, you know, maybe the Lord brings it up in a gentle way. Um, and, and I think starts to unravel some of the, the tension that's there. And, uh, and, and what I see is, is people, because they're engaged in this, because they're struggling, they, they're kind of fighting the good fight, um, the Lord really helps them through this and helps them get to a place where they will say, you know what, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to forgive. Well, like you said, Doc, that's, that, that, that's a choice. It's a um, choice. And it's, and, and it's a difficult one. And again, I'm, I'm very pleased that we're having this conversation on a personal level because I've experienced this in my life. And thank, yeah. thank God. Um, I mean, we all have, uh, you know, the, the residue of our yeah. sin and, and things like, you know, things like hurts and stuff like that. But nonetheless, you, 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 you could, you could, it's the, the healing that God provides is demonstrable. I'll speak from my own personal experience, but is it, I remember it's kind of like it's kind of like the Edgar Allan Poe uh, story, the Cask of Amontillado, where where this guy gets insulted and he's got to have revenge. You know, what I mean, he's, he was insulted publicly and he's got to have revenge. There's no forgiveness in this guy's heart. Okay, <laughs> so my, 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 I was reminded of that. But is it hard in your experience 
for men in particular to forgive? Because I remember I spent a long time until God showed me you're getting nowhere in life. Mm. You know, you're getting nowhere in life by holding these things in my heart. And as I think it had something to do with this idea of, you know, I'm a man, I'm not forgiving this stuff. And when I get my opportunity, I'm going to pounce and I'm going to jump and I'm going to, and, and I'm going to hurt that person in the same way they hurt me, you know, and things like that. Is You didn't find in your experience, maybe we, we get a little bit of this false sense of I, I this false sense of masculinity is that no 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 i'm going to avenge that that hurt and, and and rather than being a real man an authentic man and humbling ourselves and then and then coming to that choice of forgiveness what do you, what are your thoughts on that do you see differences when it comes to forgiveness between men and women oh absolutely yeah no i think i think for guys we uh we have a, an acute sense of 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 justice of what's just and so when we see things that are unjust, we just get pissed off, you know, we, and we, you know, we react and that's, and that's part of what the emotion of anger is for to kind of mobilize us to act against an injustice to, uh, to, to maybe step into a situation where something, someone's doing something wrong and say, you know, no, you're not going to do that anymore. You need to stop. Um, that emotion of anger actually can kind of, mobilize us to to do that um so but we also kind of like it as guys like when we feel that rush we it's like you know it's a little jolt of power and you know let's face it we kind of like it it's like yeah all right i'm like i am iron man you know like it's like ready to go and uh so i think we can kind of stay with that um um how do we say it? We can kind of, you know, pitch our tent there and like kind of hang out with that a little bit, stay in that anger. Um, and, and, and we can, we, we can then say, well, yeah, well, but this is because there's a real, there's a real injustice here. And, you know, and with the stuff that, you know, I certainly hear, you know, in my therapy office, there is injustice, my goodness. Um, it's, it's horrible. Um, but, um, but there's a time and a place for that emotional reaction. And when, when the event's over, um, you know, that, that's kind of a natural time when the emotions would subside a little bit and, and we can then look at, all right, how, what, what do we do now? So, you know, think about someone who is abused as a kid. Yeah, you, you think, okay, there, there would be a real strong, when, when, you, when someone realizes, and some, this, this actually happens, sometimes people realize in adulthood that something they experienced in childhood was abuse. And then it's, it's kind of like this rush of like, oh my goodness. And they're filled with anger. They're filled with, you know, they, they're, um, they're mad. And that, that injustice is so clear to them. Well, that's natural. That's normal. That, that's healthy. Um, but there's going to be a time when that anger will subside and where the, the individual can then kind of work through that to a point of, um, um, to a point of wanting to really let it go, to not stay living in the past, but to be able to forgive and be free of that and kind of move on with one's life. I think, um, I think you made a, I, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. I think that, that that's what I was thinking is that the lack of a willingness to forgive, especially over time, for deep hurts, nobody's saying yeah. that the, an injustice might not have been done. It's slavery. Yeah. It's slavery. I, I again, I'm speaking from my own personal experience, and thank the good Lord, the, the, the liberation from that is is very, very real. That's why it's so important, Dr. Timothy Locke, that we're having this conversation to understand that these are things that, especially as Catholics, we need to be liberate, lib, help, let God liberate us yeah. from yeah. that past, from those hurts. Joe Resinello. There's a few things. Well, there's more than a few, mm. but but. Christianity, particularly Catholicism, teaches the world some things that are very unique, and one of which is forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Also, another one is sacrifice, sacrificial mm -hmm. living. No other religion, no other place teaches it like Catholicism. And sadly, for speaking specifically about forgiveness, it's essential to live. Mm -hmm. It's essential if you're married. <laughs> Any person, it's essential. If you are married, whether you're in a secular marriage or a religious marriage, and if you are not willing to forgive, you will not be married long.
I will tell you that right now. And I'll tell you, I've said this on the show. I've said this to Joe Basile. He's my brother-in-law. I don't even believe in secular marriage because I don't think it works. <laughs> my opinion, this is not the medical uh, stamp of this is the medical Joe, stamp. Joe, of, there you go again, saying controversial things. I don't care. Ahead. That's because why I don't think here. it works. Because <laughs> like forgiveness is essential. And Christianity, particularly Catholicism, teaches it. Why do I bring this up? This is the... The, as Father Barron would say, or Bishop Barron, this is like the thunder of Catholicism because it goes against the grain of society. People mm. forgiving things that you can't forgive, no one will forgive. It's impossible to forgive, but with God, all things are possible. And that's where people are thunderstruck when they see something like that, someone who forgives something that's unforgivable, mm. like the death of God. Like, I mean, like his mother at the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. who could do that only through God. Talk about that as a Catholic. Now you're mm-hmm. a, like, like that's where people are just like, oh my gosh, how did that happen? I'll tell you how it happened. It happened through grace because God is real. Amen. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, yeah. I think, I think that's essential. That's a powerful witness. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think, you know, the, um, I think what I was talking before about the natural realm of forgiveness. And I think what kind of supercharges that and brings it into the supernatural, as you say, is grace. And, and I think also understanding what our Lord is calling us to kind of the, the, the heights of love um, are really, really profound. And, and, and that this gets to the, the highest level of healing to, to be able to, to forgive, to let go that that's all well and good to then give the gift of wanting the best for the other. That's like a whole nother level of like, Whoa, I I thought I could just like walk away. And when I, you know, pass by this person's office, I just won't look in there ever, ever again. You know, I'm just going to like pretend they don't exist. But no, that's not what that's not what God says. That's not, not, Jesus brings it up way to to love those who persecute you. It's like, oh, well, it sounds really nice when you hear it on Sunday, but when you start thinking in your own in your own life, I start thinking in my life to love the person who's persecuting me, the salesman taking advantage of me as I'm watching it happen. I'm supposed to love that person. Hmm. I don't know if I want to do that. Go back to decision. I don't know if I want to do that. But you know, deep within, deep within, we have that sense of like, well, where where is the Lord calling us to? He's calling us to freedom, and and how how do we get there? Okay, there's there's another way. There, there there's another way. And you know, you can look at some, you know, like you were saying, you know, our Lord on the cross, Mary at the foot of the cross, and then you can you can look at some. Um, uh, saints examples. Saint Maria Goretti is is one I love to talk about. Um, just really briefly, I mean, she was stabbed seventeen times. She was stabbed and she was killed. She was stabbed and she, actually she died a slow death. It took a few days. Um, she's Italian. That's how we all die. <laughs> well, and she's got the Italian chutzpah <laughs> in that she she said, "I want this guy to be with me in heaven forever. I forgive him." As she's dying. Like, oh my goodness, like we'd give her a pass, be like, no, you can be bitter and angry. You know, you've just, you got 17 stabs in you. Um, no, but she, she didn't, she, she forgave him. And then the story gets, it goes on from there. So she passed away, God bless her. She appears to this guy when he's in prison. He has a conversion. He goes back when he gets out of jail, like 20 years later, he finds the mother. So imagine your daughter, was murdered by this guy, he shows up at your front door. Like, well, then, then like the, the normal thing, everyone would say, oh, you murdered him. I, I get it. I understand. No worries. No, she actually forgives him. And then even even more bizarre, when Maria Gretti's canonized, who is standing there in Rome together, but the guy who murders her and her mother. Dr. Timothy Locke, let's leave it there for a second. I want you to finish that story when we come back from the break. You're listening to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello in the breach with Dr. Timothy G. Locke. We're discussing his book, Choosing, Choosing 
Forgiveness is the title. Unleash the power of God's grace. Uh, Doc, real quick, where can folks buy the book? Uh, you can buy it on Amazon or through our Sunday Visitor website. Our Sunday Visitor. Um, great. So stick around. We're going to be talking more about forgiveness on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Listen to all five of our original Veritas shows. Every Wednesday at noon, you can catch Let Me Be Frank, where Bishop Frank Caggiano talks about spirituality, church news, and fun stories from his Brooklyn childhood and his life. You can hear The Frontline with Joe and Joe every Tuesday and Thursday at noon. Their guests include the biggest names in the Catholic world, and Joe and Joe talks to them from the perspective of the everyday Catholic. Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, tune in for the only late-night talk show on Catholic media anywhere. It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And at noon on Friday is Restless. It's four millennials talking about, well, life as millennials in today's crazy world. Yes, it's possible to be young and Catholic. Right after that, at 12.30, you can hear the focus on Veritas, where we put the focus on good works and the good people doing those works. Those are the five Veritas shows, and there's more on the way. Stay up to date at VeritasCatholic.com or on the mobile app. Welcome back, everyone, to The Frontline with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello, and we are way in the breach with Dr. Timothy Locke. We are discussing his new book available on Amazon and our Sunday visitor, Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. So, Dr. Locke, finish that story. So the, so the guy who, who murdered, um, is it St. Maria Goretti? St. Maria it was Goretti. Alessandro. That's right. Alessandro. I know. So this. go ahead, finish, finish the story. Yeah, so he, so he, comes, he comes out of jail, and... Uh, and he, uh, he goes and finds Maria Gretti's mother. And, you, you know, we, we would all let her kill him or punish him or whatever. Um, she forgives him. She forgives him. Um, this guy goes, he actually, he goes and like kind of becomes like a monk or something and uh, kind of lives a life of penance for having killed this girl. He, he had a conversion. He realized he, what he did was wrong. And he, and, and, um, then when she was canonized in Rome, they have a very special mass. It's very beautiful where the, they proclaim that this, that this person who, who, uh, who died uh, lived a heroic life and uh, heroically uh, witnessed to the gospel. And there it was, it, it, Marie Gretti was ready to be elevated to be canonized. And at the mass there in Rome was... Alessandro, the guy who killed her, and right next to him was Maria Gretti's mother. And they were there together in peace and forgiveness. So this, this is, Maria Gretti's an, an, an amazing story of, uh, of forgiveness. And, and, then, and then there's other things, um, you, you know, Immaculate, you may have heard of her story yes. from Rwanda. Uh, and, and she had her, my goodness, I, I, I'm not remembering, but I think it was her parents and maybe some siblings murdered in, in this just genocide. It was just horrible. And she found the guy. Uh, she went back there. She found the guy and she forgave him. And, uh, and he had trouble receiving it. He was kind of like, no, no, you're not supposed to do that. Um, and I think that's part of the power of forgiveness is, is even the offender when, 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 they, when they hear it. Now, a lot of times when we forgive, let me just take a tangent for a second. Sure. We don't, the person who hurt us, we never say anything to them. This is between us and God. Um, that person, you know, may, may never know that, that, we've, that we've done this because a lot of times it's just, it's, it's either, oh, they could have passed away. They might not be around. Or, or it may just be really imprudent to go to them. Um, it's very difficult for people to receive someone saying, you know what, you hurt me in this way and I forgive you. A lot of people don't know how to deal with that. Emotionally, that's a little complicated because you have to then kind of accept responsibility. We don't like to do that always. Um, so sometimes, so off, often, I would say often when we forgive, this is something that happens between us and God. Um, and, and we release that person in our hearts, in our lives. And, and truly the person's released, um, but, but we just don't tell them about it. Um, but these situations like Immaculate, she actually went to the guy who, who killed her mother and father and brothers. 
and she told him, I forgive you. And he, he didn't want to receive that because he knew he did a heinous thing. Um, and, and that was, uh, you know, that was very, you know, he didn't know what to do with that. So it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Dr. Timothy Locke joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello in the breach talking about Doc's new book, Choosing Forgiveness. Joe Racinello. You know, do you know Father Glenn Sedano? Because I know he's uh, involved. Oh, yeah. He, well, he's close. Yes, he, he's very close with our family, both our families, actually. And I remember because um, that story about Immaculate maybe remember mm -hmm. this homily that he gave and, and listen we, we're catholic we go to church people give homilies you forget them you mm -hmm. know you know mm -hmm. i remember this one because it was powerful and like mm -hmm. that guy's reaction you see that's a powerful witness of god's mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. and father glenn read an article about a murder that took place in south africa during apartheid now we all know what happened in south africa horrible 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 crimes a man kills a woman's son and she's in the court and he is basically you know standing right in front of her and she says to him i for he read it so he got it perfectly i forgive you not only do i forgive you but i'm going to look at you as my son you're invited mm -hmm. to my house you could celebrate holidays here goes on the man passed out <laughs> oh Wow. The man literally fell down and passed out, just like what you were saying, like, guys, like, I can't take this. You see, yeah. that's what I'm talking about, like thunderstruck. Yeah. No one's supposed to do that. Right. Only with God can you do that. And that's a witness. Yeah. You see, like, like I have thought I've never experienced anything horrible to that degree. Let me mm -hmm. first say that. Mm -hmm. But when someone does you wrong and you go out of your way to forgive them, that is a better witness than if you stand on your desk and read the whole Bible all day mm -hmm. long to that person. Like you go out of your way to say, listen, I'm sorry, or let's patch this up, even if they're wrong. Talk about that as a, a Catholic witness, because we're called to do that. We're actually, it's a demand. We're demanded to do that by God. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, it is very powerful. And I think um, that when we forgive someone, I, I think we, we're really releasing them from, from a tremendous amount. And, I, and so I think it has a very intense impact. So I, I can think of one story of a, of, of a fellow I know named Charlie Osborne. He's a, uh, he's a Catholic uh, evangelist. Um, and he tells the story of, of having learned that one of his daughters, that this guy, that this guy sexually abused one of his daughters. And uh, I forget exactly how it came about, but, but uh, you know, he worked through kind of his issues as, you know, all the anger that he felt, all the, you know, you know, everything you would feel of something just horrible, so horrible like that happened. And he sought this guy out. He said he saw him in the grocery store. And he went over to him and he said, he said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I forgive you for abusing my daughter. And, and the guy, you know, did that same sort of like, uh, 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 you know, what, uh, you know, okay, um, whatever. Uh, and uh, then Charlie left. And uh, three weeks later, that guy died. But before he died, the, the priest related that he, uh, that he came back to God. This is this is a fellow who had, you know, I mean, he abused this, his daughter. He was not living a good life. But when Charlie forgave him, that really changed things within him. And he turned back to God and he received the sacraments and he died, you know, a holy death um, because of that act of forgiveness from Charlie. So, I mean, this is this is really heavy, profound, powerful stuff i i well bob, i'm gonna i'll tell you something that bothers me dr Locke, is when people and again i'm not i'm not judging anybody because because i have believe me i have my own faults okay um one of the things that bothers me is that when catholics and and again I, i'm speaking to other catholics out there when they can't get in their head what you just said mm. when they cannot understand what you just said mm. they cannot understand that that person is forgiven 
The same way, I, I'll give you a couple stories that moved me, okay? Um, Dutch Schultz on his deathbed. The Jewish gangster, Dutch, Dutch Schultz, on his deathbed requested a priest, okay? <laughs> he, con he converted on his deathbed, was baptized by a priest, an old Irish priest in New York, okay? Received baptism and confessed his sins. <laughs> the Catholic Church teaches that man is in heaven. Yeah. Or at least purgatory on his way to heaven. Yeah. Okay. And people can't understand th that level of forgiveness. I don't think they understand, like, like the story of the, the real quick, and I love your comments. Let's, let's, let's get our Catholic hats on for a second. Okay. <laughs> the story in scripture of the, of the wicked servant. Okay. The servant receives forgiveness for a debt that's enormous mm -hmm. and yet won't forgive the guy right. who owes him 10 bucks. Yep. Yep. Because it, it doesn't register. Talk about, and because this is one of the things that we want to impart to people out there, is that, no, 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 that guy's forgiven. You've been forgiven. Mm, we've mm -hmm. been forgiven yeah. for the crappy things that we've done yeah. in life. Yeah. Talk about that and the need to acknowledge our own sins so right. that we could then turn around and then forgive others for those, for those things that they, that might, they might have done to us. Amen, brother. Amen. Because when we, when we really look at ourselves, we see like, oh, you know what? I haven't really been a saint my whole life. And, you know, we might want to say like, oh, but I'm a good person or, you know, I mean, I didn't kill anybody. But yeah, but, you know, we've, you know, we've all done things that we regret. We've all done things that we look back and we say, ooh, that was actually really hurtful. Uh, I really hurt somebody, um, but it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to admit that. I mean, that's that's kind of the beauty of confession from a psychological pers perspective is that we're kind of we're like there on our knees, literally, um, saying, "I screwed up. I did. I did it. I own it. That was me." I don't want to believe that. Oh, maybe it wasn't me. No, it was me. Um, and, uh, so yeah, that, that humility, that, that, that really helps us to stay grounded in reality because uh, otherwise we can, we can really convince ourselves that really we're, we're pretty good. And really, we, we really didn't do anything that bad. In fact, you know, maybe we're just, just fine. Maybe we are canonizable tomorrow. Like maybe actually, you know, I'm, I'm good. Like this is good. Um, but no, when we when we actually look at ourselves, examine our conscience, look into our own hearts, we see, oh, it's not always a pretty place. Um, and that's a little messy. It's messy. We don't like that, but it's it's real. And and then we we look at God and we look at his mercy. I mean, this is the amazing thing. Like, like the mercy of God is just mind-blowing. Um, that his love for us, despite anything we've done, we turn to him and he just receives us. It's that, that prodigal son. Anything we've done, we turn to him and he runs He runs out to greet us. He doesn't sit back with his arms crossed, be like, yeah, get over here, kid. He runs out to us. Um, I, I love the image of, of, uh, of the divine mercy. Jesus, I trust in you. you. There's these rays of light, that the red and white coming out from his heart. They come out. And they kind of they come out upon us, and they kind of kind of consume us. Thanks be to God. I mean, it's just it's so it's so beautiful to know that that really when we really when we get real, when we get really honest in our inner 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 heart that we don't talk to anybody about, but we we go to God with that. Like He wants to take that, and He wants to love us. In our, in our mess and love us out of our mess. But when we're still in it, he still wants to love us in that. And so it's, it's just so profound. And I, you know, when, when we kind of can encounter God in that way in, in our own hearts, um, I think then we begin to see a little bit, and we, and we even, we, we begin to see a little bit about how we can move towards forgiveness for some people in our lives, because we realize, you know what, maybe, you know, um, you know, maybe that person, you know, has some regret about it, or, or may, maybe they they want to be a good person. They, you know, they may be you know hurting all kinds of people in, in the meantime. But but maybe you know, I I want to be a good person. Yet you know, I can you know, 
yell at my wife, scream at my kids and kick the dog, you know, and that's before, you know, I wake up in the morning. Um, so, you know, if I'm kind of, can be kind of miserable um, and the Lord loves me, but that's uh, kind of, kind of all the more in other situations and all the more that, that we can kind of spread that mercy and, and love. It's, it's interesting. There's not a virtue of forgiveness. This is from Father Berg. There's a virtue of mercy. And so it's, it's not actually that we, we, we kind of um, are very virtuous when we forgive. It, we're virtuous that we're merciful. Mm-hmm. And we can kind of grow in that mercy. And obviously that allows us to forgive. Dr. Timothy Locke joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasolo, Joe Racinello in the breach. The book that Dr. Locke has written is Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. Um, very, very, very interesting conversation. A cause for all of us to reflect, I think. No matter hey, no matter how much you try to sneak up on the mirror, Dr. Locke, you, you, it's, it's always going to be you looking right back at you, you know, looking right back at you. Um, and I think that's that's something that we all have to uh, we all have to face. Um, <laughs> Joe, tr- try writing a book on it. It'll <laughs> hit you right in right, right between the nose. Joe Resinello, where are we headed? I want to take what you said and go in a different direction. I mean, we're three Catholic guys. I believe everything you just said. I just so you know, I'm a big confession guy. I don't kill people regularly, but I still go regularly. I go yeah. sometimes twice a month. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm a regular confessor because I believe in it. Um, Because God not only forgives your sins in confession, he helps you to overcome them. So that's Mm. something that I I just want to throw out there. But how do we forgive ourselves? Mm. Listen, like this is big because, and I'll give you a personal story. Um, I wasn't always a practicing Catholic, um, you know, in my college years, and I did something very bad. And I can remember afterwards, and I went to confession, and I laid it all out, but I still felt bad. Mm-hmm. And I confessed it again, and I told mm-hmm. the priest, mm-hmm. which intellectually I know I'm forgiven, but right. I don't feel it. Right. So the priest actually m- made me say the Our Father with him. Mm. It was a nice gesture. I always remember that confession. Uh, and it was, ironically, it wasn't behind, uh, oh, what's it called? Screen. Uh, screen. It was face to face. And he actually held my hand as we said it. And I thought it was a very touching action. And it wasn't, you know, I'm not, it was just a beautiful, like, like cathartic. uh, And we prayed the Our Father together. Mm -hmm. And I felt better. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's a grace. But like I said, just because you go to confession doesn't mean you're necessarily going to walk out of there, especially if you did something bad. Like, we're not talking about like, like, oh, you know, I, uh, I said, uh, I yelled at my wife. <laughs> yeah. Or I, 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 I dropped an F bomb, you know, on the, on the bus when somebody stepped on my toe, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm talking so we're to- from New Jersey. That happens every day. Bro, well, that's a given, you know what I mean? But, but, but that, you know what I'm saying? Like you Joe, something- Joe, when, 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 when Jesus said to Peter, forgive your brother 70 times, seven times a day, that's what he had in mind. Guys from Jersey riding the bus oh, and needing to be forgiven 70 times, seven times a day. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Joe. I cut No, but what off. are your thoughts? Like, like, because to forgive yourself intellectually, <clears throat> you know, mm-hmm. as a Catholic, you could say, and when I go to confession, I feel very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not confessing like, like, you know, I'm not making myself out to be a saint, but I didn't like, you know, rob somebody or, or like rape somebody or, or, you know, beat somebody. Like there are things that people do that are frigging they're, they're excuse me. I got to go to confession because <laughs> things yeah, that you do that are hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so forgiving ourselves. This is this is uh, uh, Father Berg really wanted to include this in the book, and I'm I'm so glad uh, he 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 said he wanted to because it is so important and it shows up everywhere. Um, and the confessional is is, is a classic place that uh, people come and say, Father, you know, I, I know I've been forgiven, but I can't forgive myself. Um, and uh, yeah, so we so we we looked at this and and looked at looked at the research. We looked at the lived experience. So when we f- forgiving ourselves is kind of like forgiveness in general in that it involves a letting go. So we're gonna we, we what we want to do is let go of something 
that we think we need. We got to let go of the need to punish ourselves. Because like on a, on a psychological level, the self-punishment is a way of actually temporarily reducing the emotional pain of guilt and shame. Um, it, we we kind of keep the belief I'm a bad person or something like that. And it gives us a semblance of some sort of relief. Like, okay, well, that's, you know, I, I deserve this sort of punishment. Um, but true resolution, it, it moves me actually not to kind of despair, but to genuine repentance and reforming our life and, and accepting our imperfections. And, that, and that's where it really, it's really jarring to us that we want that when we sit with that, when we sit with our imperfections, it's just, it's not pretty. We, we just, we just, it, it goes against everything within us because we don't want to be uh, a jerk. We don't want to be uh, someone who hurts other people. Um, but we, we, you know, we'll look at what we've done and sometimes we'll see that we did make bad choices, that we did do bad things, that we did hurt other people. Um, I am not perfect and it's painful to admit. Um, so we want to kind of keep a proportionate and a healthy sense of, of shame for bad choices or hurtful choices or, or even wicked choices maybe that I've made. We kind of keep a healthy sense of like, ooh, that, that's not good. I have the potential. I have the potential to murder somebody. I do. Um, and, and I have used that in ways that have been bad. Um, so we take all the reality of the bad we've done and we allow that to kind of move us to repentance, to kind of right the wrong, kind of fix the damage and to change our lives. And, and this lets us kind of let go of the need to punish ourselves and allows us to really kind of enter that forgiving ourselves. We talk about it in the book also, um, because we, you know, when we talk about shame, shame can be like a tar, like a, like a black tar uh, that, that gets on our hands and you can't just regular soap doesn't get it off. You kind of got to get turpentine out or something like that to really get it off because it just really sticks to you. Um, and we can kind of get stuck in that uh, very unhealthy shame and, uh, and beat the heck out of ourselves. Um, but that actually, um, that, that doesn't get us anywhere except kind of stuck in this kind of, uh, this kind of quicksand. Dr. Tim Locke, I have a I have a quick question because this is something that I've experienced in my life um, talking to others and you know we, as Catholics obviously when when you're around other Catholics we try to hash these these conversations come up and this is something I can hear some of in our audience asking we spoke earlier let's say there's a real there are real injustices that have been done to all of us and as you said we've done committed injustices towards others okay what on a practical level when you when you have a beef let's use a jersey term when you got mm -hmm. a beef with somebody yep. all right you feel that they they've done you wrong but in your heart you have gotten to the point of forgiveness okay mm -hmm. but but and you you could say that honestly before god i forgive this person i would go out of my way to help this person i would love that person uh and and will their good as another person okay but they don't want they don't want to mm. acknowledge it. We touched on it somewhat, but on a very practical level, what is a Catholic to do once you've acknowledged, particularly when it comes to family, okay? Once you've acknowledged in your heart, truly you've forgiven that person. I guess the question a lot of people ask then, number one, what if they don't acknowledge there's anything to be forgiven? And number two, um, you know, like, like, wh what do I do? Do I call that person up every day and invite him to my house for coffee? Even though like, <laughs> like I, I'm talking like on a very practical level, mm -hmm. how do you then, how do you then deal with, with that other person? Particularly if you have to see that person from time to time, like, mm -hmm. like what's, what's some practical advice in that regard? Yeah. Yeah, Again, good. the forgiveness is there. You've yeah. forgiven that person truly, but what about the relationship if there is one? Yeah. So, so this is where we go back to, um, uncovering, uncovering the first step of the four steps, uncovering, deciding, proclaiming, and deepening, uncovering. What, what, how did this person hurt us? When we've gone through the, the kind of blood, sweat, and tears of forgiving someone because we had a beef with them and, and they, they hurt us, and then we 
go to them and we look for some sort of a, you know, the next step, the ideal step would be to engage with the person to share that forgiveness and to be reconciled with them, to kind of come back into right relationship with them. Um, but we may try to do that, but the other person might say like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Or like, uh, no, no, that, that was nothing. So these, these are like, there was nothing. I just was talking blood, sweat, and tears to get to the point where I'm able to, and you're just saying, it's nothing. Um, so that's another wound. So we got to bring that back into the uncovering and, and realize that, that, okay, so this person, I, I, just, I just, you know, made you a cake and you basically, you know, kind of threw it on the ground. Um, that was an offense to me. That was an offense to me. And so I've got to now bring that into the whole kind of forgiveness paradigm and then decide, all right, do I want to forgive the person for that? And then, you know, kind of work through that sort of thing. And then if, if we decide yes, when we, when we decide freely, yes, I want to. And then, you know, within our own heart to the Lord, that proclaiming is proclaiming is not necessarily out loud, but to, to God that I forgive this person and, um, and then living in that. Um, when we do that, then that, that frees us from the kind of the hurt that's there or, or our own kind of, you know, it's, it's kind of when you offer someone forgiveness and they don't take it, there's a little bit of like, you know, what the heck, man, like I'm giving you a gift. And, and, and it's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, um, it's a little fragmenting for me, I would say it's kind of, you know, I kind of don't know what to do with that. So bringing it back to the forgiveness thing, that kind of clears it out. Like, okay, I forgive you for being a bonehead and not receiving my, my forgiveness. And now what do I do? Well, now I want to, you know, I will the good for them, all that good stuff you were saying. Um, so how do I interact with them? Yeah, I think, I think it depends on, you know, your, uh, you know, kind of where you want to take this. If it's a family member, you mentioned family. <laughs> this is great. Um, you're going to be seeing them and you're going to be encountering them maybe a lot. And, um, and so it is good. It is good to, you know, kind of extend an invitation for coffee or, or, you know, maybe approach the person where you, part of you might be like, I just don't really want to deal with them, but then like, no, okay, let's, let's give that over to God and let's see if we can kind of approach them and kind of treat them with kindness and, 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 uh, and love and, and dignity and kind of engage them in a conversation and just uh, see if, if I can, in some way, if I can be the bigger man and, and move through this whole situation. Um, I don't know what's going on in their heart. I, I, I don't know why they didn't accept this or why they won't admit that they did stuff, right? Because that happens in families too. I didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, you did. Uh, it's very clear. No, that, that was nothing. Um, I don't know why they're saying that. I don't, know, I don't know what's going on in their heart. And I don't, I don't need to. I, I forgive them and I can, I can kind of hang out with them, re-engage them. Um, you know, I, I, I do know someone who will bake people cakes and stuff like that. And that's just her personality. Um, like if I bake someone a cake, it would be really weird. And they'd be like, why are you giving me a cake? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't make somebody, I wouldn't make somebody a pizza. Like I'm, I'm not going to bake them a cake. That's it. That's it. Now I would crack a dark beer for them. And there I feel like, yeah, this is, this, this is my little, like, you know, I mean, this is my little gold here. I'm sharing with you. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, and that was if, they, if, if your thing is making them a pizza and stuff, yeah, that's that, that's normal, that's natural, and that's a way to reach out, a way to reconnect, and to kind of forge kind of a new relationship with a person, um, knowing that you forgive them, knowing that they got some stuff going on in their heart, you don't need to figure that out or fix it or anything like that, but but um, you're you're gonna love this person and be in relationship with them, and uh, and kind of you know do your best with that. Sometimes you might feel unforgiveness or you might get a wave of resentment and that sort of stuff. Stay in control, take a deep breath. It's okay, that's normal. That's because we're human. And we just, again, want to just turn back to God in our hearts and say, all right, Lord, I, I want to give this over to you. Again, I want to just kind of recommit to my place of, of forgiveness with them. 
Um, and Doc, we're going to have to leave it there. It is radio, and unfortunately, we have time constraints. Where could folks buy your book, and where could they learn more about what you're doing um, and your organization? Great. Amazon.com. Look for the book. You can also go to our Sunday Visitor, whatever their website is. But if you Google that, you'll find it. Um, and uh, yeah, you can you can pick it up there. Um, you can learn more about me through Dr. Tim Locke, all spelled out, D-O-C-T-O-R, Tim Locke. Uh, com or GarettiCenter.com, the, the site for my, for my office. I do want to mention two other quickly, uh, two websites, internationalforgiveness.com. That's Dr. Enright. He's got a whole bunch of really good stuff there. And evworthington-forgiveness.com, evworthington-forgiveness.com. A whole bunch of great resources for you there as well. Uh, you guys are awesome. I really love this. This was so much fun. Let's do no, it. Again. You were great no, too. Because no, no, you're from New Jersey, Doc. You just yeah, it, it's a Something lot. about the water in New Jersey. Dr. <laughs> Timothy Locke, thank you for joining us here at the front line. Don't forget the book is Choosing Forgiveness, Unleash the Power of God's Grace. Thank you all out there for joining us here at the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith in the New York City metropolitan area. Um, and remember, follow Joe and I, if you don't mind, on social media at the Frontline TV, the Frontline TV on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share, do all that fun stuff. And remember, until the next time, that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>